Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Whether you need to restock the fridge or just have a sudden, intense craving for cheese puffs, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. From groceries to household items, Kroger delivers right to your door. So don't let one major craving have you reaching for your car keys. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery times not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. The dark web can be like a restaurant for identity thieves. Hi, ready to order? I'll have the driver's license number. Great, that comes with a home address or a birth date. Ooh, both, please. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Identity theft protection starts here. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're diving into the latest box office news, movie news, and streaming news from around the industry. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. And this week, we begin our rewatch of Breaking Bad, which we're calling Chemical Reaction. And of course, we're starting off with Season 1. But before we get into it, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Poddex, for sponsoring this episode. If you're a podcaster looking to grow your audience and get more engagement, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Go to poddex.com and use the promo code Larry21 to save you 10% off your order. And of course, Audible, if you're looking for a great audiobook to read and free, completely, 100% free, no purchase necessary, head on over to audibletrial.com slash Larry21 and check it out today. So without further ado, we're going to dive right into Breaking Bad Season 1. And I call this a rewatch, but it's actually my first time watching this series. So these are my original thoughts based on my first watch of it. With Breaking Bad Season 1, we're introduced to all of these great characters. You get introduced to Walter White, this chemistry professor at a high school and gets diagnosed with lung cancer. He immediately turns to life of crime because he wants to gain money fast for his family, for his impending death. That's a premise that anybody can get behind. I mean, can you blame him? You know those people that might have problems with jumping onto a show that's about drug dealing? 
But when you put the premise in front of it, a family man that turns to a life of crime to secure his family's future for his death, that's just instant sympathy and such an interesting premise to explore. And my God, do they explore that throughout the series. You get introduced to Aaron Paul playing Jesse Pinkman, who's probably the character that has the biggest arc as far as how many ups and downs this character goes through throughout this series. Skyler, his wife, she's a very complicated character to try to latch down your feelings on. His brother-in-law, Hank, who had teams like, who at times, excuse me, seems like that guy that just never shuts up. The guy always has the crude joke, but then just really becomes this badass genius DEA agent. You got the son, Walter Jr. He's probably the least important character and the least relevant character to this show. There are moments when you definitely need his character, and his character shines. But for the most part, he's the one that has the least to do with the overall plot. And then you have his sister-in-law, Marie. That's another character who has moments that are very relevant to the show. But for the most part, she's one of the more background characters. We'll get into side characters as they get introduced throughout this series. As for season one, this is really, really where Walter is facing his own mortality. This is a guy they show you from the opening scenes of this show. Whenever he wakes up and you know he's doing this little exercise that he kind of had to do when you're in your 50s and he's coughing. You see the Nobel Prize on the wall, showing me that this guy is a genius, and he could have done so much more. But he's just this blue-collar guy that goes to work every day at high school for a bunch of dickhead kids that scrape the chair across the floor. That, in and of itself, kind of explains the entire mental state of Walter White, and where a lot of the motivations for the things that he does for the next five seasons come from. Is this regret? That's a big theme in season one. Is this regret? He finds out about his cancer diagnosis and barely even has a reaction to it. He's like, eh, of course I have cancer. Everything else in my life has gone to shit. He's got a wife that's pregnant with a baby they didn't plan. He's got a son with cerebral palsy. All of this hits to his pride, where he knows he could have done so much more and just made all the wrong choices. It leads into his choice to find, I'm dying now, I'm taking control of my life, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want to do. I'm riding that danger zone, and, and I'm going for it to get what I need for my family before I leave this earth. Brian Cranston, this is a guy, of course, we've seen in Malcolm in the Middle. He showed up in an episode of X-Files. He was never really a big name until Breaking Bad, but this show showcased all of this guy's acting talent. And he's kind of become one of my favorite actors of all time, and he's become one of the biggest names in Hollywood. He is the heart and soul of this show. All the light and all the dark, he's the one that really kind of makes you latch on to this character. The story is just how brilliant this guy is at bringing this character to life. Getting the sympathy, showing the emotion of the situation. There's three times when they'll be really mean and really evil and really vile. There are times when you could just see the pain in his eyes. And it's just all from Brian Cranston's performance. You get into Aaron Paul and Jesse Pinkman, and this is a character that you have this brilliant chemistry, no pun intended, between Cranston's character of a Walt and Jesse. Jesse used to be this high school student. He was the fuck up. He was the one Walt was constantly pushing, like, apply yourself, do more, you can do more. Why are you settling for, you know, 68% on a test? Then Jesse gets yanked in, blackmailed into the situation where he has to help Walt cook crystal meth and get into this meth business. It's almost like the student and that teacher role gets very blurred because why 
Walt is very chemistry brilliant, and he can make the best crystal meth that's ever been made. Jesse has all the street smarts, and he knows how the business works. He knows how the connections work, and he knows what you can and can't do, what's smart, what's not smart. And there's that constant battle for control, which goes through a lot of seasons. But in season one, it's very heavy because Brian and Walt is just so ignorant to this business, and that ego is starting to show through. And in season one, Walt's ego really makes him and Jesse learn everything the hard way. This is a season where they fuck up left and right. Everything that they try to do, they hit this wall. They go one step forward and then nine steps backward with every single step of this meth building business that they're trying to do. Where you have two guys that get killed on the pilot, you have the second episode where Jesse, and this is where Jesse's ignorance as a student really starts to show a lot of comedic value. They put the dude in the tub, pours acid all over him, and he blows right through this floor. That was the scene where I was immediately hooked on this show. And just guts start coming down the floor. And he's like, oh yeah, that thing I asked you to buy. I was like, I love this show. That was a moment for me. But you get into with our business with Tuco. Whenever Walt is just pushing, we have to do more. And you know we need that. We need to get more. This is not enough money for the risk I'm taking. And they get involved with Tuco, who's one of the great Hispanic character actors, because you've seen him in movies like Training Day. You see him in other things where he shows up. And it's Walt's meeting of Tuco that is probably my favorite episode of this season. Crazy handful of nothing, but it's also the birth of Heisenberg. And this is where Walt is really full on his path to evil. Like this is a point when he full on transfers into the character and the mindset of Heisenberg. And it's so badass, like this isn't at the point where you start to lose any sympathy or you start to kind of raise your eyebrows on Walt at any point. There's one moment of morality that I'll get, get into in a second regarding Walt this season, but you're still full on with Walt and with Jesse this season. You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations. As your business evolves and your vision comes true, Sentry, right by you. Property and casualty coverages are underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Sentry.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available on all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Jesse gets the shit beat out of him by Tuco. They get their mess stolen. He doesn't get the money. Walt's losing his hair at this point, and you're wondering, like, Jesse's the one who's kind of in the underbelly of this business. Walt's the silent partner. And this is the first time where Walt makes him the front of their business. He goes to find Tuco, comes in with another bag of meth or so it seems, and basically talks calmly and saying, look, you're going to pay me the money that you owe. You're going to pay for my partner's suffering, and you're also going to give me extra. Tuco naturally laughs like, and acts like things are cool, you know, you brought me more meths to steal you get that brilliant scene where heisenberg is born and the badass of walter white comes out for the first time and you can see in the scene whenever he leaves the wreckage whenever he leaves that meeting and he's full on heisenberg and gets into his car and he's like yelling and he's pumped up that's one of these moments where walt begins to feel alive and by the end of the series you realize because he says it himself that what this whole thing is about it's like all this risk, all this danger, all this death and destruction that he brings in five seasons. It's just his way of feeling al- alive while facing his own mortality, which is the big theme of a lot of the show. But predominantly in season one, it's just facing death head on and saying, fuck no. 
Now, the one moment of morality, and again, brilliant acting by Brian Cranston, that you do get in the season is the episode whenever he comes to the point where he has to decide whether he's going to let Crazy Eight go or kill Crazy Eight. He's the one who survived the pilot. I believe it's at episode three at this point where he's got him locked up with a bike lock to this pole in the basement, which is like a random pole. I don't mean, I don't know how many basements have poles, but nonetheless, he's sitting there and through this entire episode, he kind of gains sympathy for this character, Crazy Eight, who actually tried to murder him a couple episodes ago. We're talking about the family and he starts to realize that, you know, this kid is the child of the man who sold him his bassinet to it to him whenever he was his first child, Walt Jr. And there's all these things where he starts to realize this is a person. There's a family. There's Even though he's a drug dealer and you know he was a murderer, he was going to be a murderer possibly, he's murdered a lot of people. That there's this person there and he comes this close to letting him go and realizes that he's holding a piece of that broken plate and he plans to attack Walt. And it's such a great exchange that happens. Because when he finds out, He's like, no, why are you doing this? I was going to let you go. Why are you making me do this? And you see the pain in Walter White's eyes whenever he goes and he grabs a bike lock and he's like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if he's going to back down or if he's going to freak out. And when you have that scene, it just goes to shit. And he actually has to physically murder the first person, aside from the self-defense murder of the pilot, to actually make the choice to take somebody's life. You just feel the pain and the regret in Walter White. That might be the only time in this series where you truly feel that because that slowly starts to diminish from season one all the way through to the end. And it's just one of those times when you look at it and you're like, where has Brian Cranston been all this time? Because every emotion that Walter White feels in this scene, you feel as a viewer. Another element of the season season that I absolutely enjoy the hell out of is as they are kind of figuring what they're going to do with this meth business. They come up with the scientific, or at least Walt does, solutions to the problems. Like whenever they start to running out of pseudo, we just switch over to a P2P cook. Well, you know what? We're going to, what What are we going to do with Tuco? I'll just fulminate some mercury, go in and basically have a living bomb that looks like meth. You get into the scene whenever they have to rob them methylamine, and he has to take the little etch sketch and he teases, teaches Jesse about thermite. And goes back to like World War One or two in a story about how thermite was created. And they rob them. Methylamine using this thermite and then look like idiots as they're carrying this barrel out. They could easily just roll their way out. It's an element of the season that we don't really revisit till the final season. And we can get into it whenever I get into season five. But I just love the element in this season where Jesse's the street smart one. Jesse knows what they have to do, but every time they hit one of those typical problems that you have in the meth business, Walt's chemistry knowledge and history knowledge comes in to save the day. It's like, yeah, Mr. Walt, or Mr. White, science! You also have to talk about how great of an introduction this season is to Jesse. as just a solo character. Yes, the relationship between him and Walt is the heartbeat of the show. <clears throat> And that's where a lot of the drama comes from through these five seasons. But this season, you really get to know him as far as where he stands with his family, where he's kind of the outcast in this proper kind of wealthy family. You get the younger brother who's like the prodigy of the family and yet does some of the same things that Jesse does, but his parents just won't see it. You have where he's trying to go off on his own and he's trying to be suddenly he's pushed by the level of quality that Walt has brought forth and his meth cook 
where now he's trying to push to that point where it took cooking meth for Walton finally get to him, get him, excuse me, to understand the meaning of applying yourself. And then just the drama of these two trying to figure out these businesses together. It's funny enough that originally Aaron Paul was supposed to be killed in this first season. I don't know if maybe Tuco was supposed to beat him to death in the finale. I don't know the exact details of when he was supposed to die or if it was a pilot possibly. But Jesse was originally not supposed to be a part of this show. And that's just such a wild thing to think about. Breaking Bad without Jesse. Breaking Bad without the relationship between Walt and Jesse. I have no idea what that show would even look like. Because that's like, that's the show. It's just like one of those great miracles of storytelling. That they saw in acting. That they saw the potential in the character. And they saw the potential in Aaron Paul. Who again was a nobody. And then came on to, to be this multi-Emmy winner. That they decided to keep the character of Jesse around because he's equally as important as Walt in a lot of ways. This is not an issue for me personally, but the one thing that I will say about season one is that this is the only season of the show that has this tone. There's a very dark comedy edge to season one. There are some very dark, evil, vile things that happen in this, like the guts falling through the roof. But it's done in a comedic way where you're almost laughing at it, and there are certain moments of that throughout this series. But the tone that this series really captures and holds on to, the tension that it goes for, and just how dark it gets really isn't present in season one. I still love season one for what it is, and I think it's absolutely necessary to start with this tone and build to what the show eventually becomes. But I do understand that there are some people that have watched this show that don't quite get sucked into season one the way that some of us get sucked into it. In a way, they probably would get sucked into further seasons. So that's the one thing that I will say is like an asterisk is I've even had people who have watched the show and they're like, I don't know. I got like four or five episodes in a season one. It wasn't really grabbing me. I'm like, stick through and at least watch season two. If you don't like it by then, fair enough. You're just crazy. Can't. <clears throat> season one definitely stands on its own with this tone and the show didn't quite know what it was yet, but it was still brilliant. Like I said, this season's a pretty much a five out of five for me. But we'll go through the motions anyway. So season one of Breaking Bad is this great introduction to this character, Walter Wright. White, excuse me. The relationship with him and Jesse, this meth cook business that they're going to be going through, this face and his mortality, this storyline about an everyday man facing his own mortality and having to descend himself into the criminal world for what he sees as the only option to gain the security for his family. It's the start of my favorite show of all time. Yes, there's a bit more of a comedic, dark comedic edge to the season, but I still think that it's blowing it all the way through and really just kind of introduces you to a lot of elements and tones and directions that they're going to take this series through the next four seasons. Through to the end of Breaking Bad, the greatest show of all time. Hey, give us a thumbs up if you like our video. Subscribe to the channel. For even more content and hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos let us know your thoughts on breaking bad season one in the comment section below uh, what were some of your favorite moments and as always if you want to support the show please consider buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash cinema gold your support helps the channel grow upgrade our equipment bring in new hosts be able to pay them uh, and hopefully one day take the show on the road we'd really love to stream from uh, D23 every two years, um, Comic-Con, maybe not every year, but every so often. 
and your support can help make that happen. Just go to buymeacoffee.com slash cinema goal. And hey, you can give us a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, twenty dollars. And of course, if you also want to support the show, we now have merch available. And you can find the merch link in our description. And for now, as always, thank you so much for listening and watching. And we will see you next time. Take You have been watching the Cinema Gold Show. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold Show. Find us on Instagram at The Cinema Gold Show. And on Facebook. Facebook.com slash The Cinema Gold Show. When it's time for an adventure on the open highway, one quick call to American Family Insurance gets you headed in the right direction. Our travel peace of mind package is there if you encounter a bump in the road. From roadside assistance to rental car coverage, we have you covered. Find a local agent or get a quote at amfam.com. American Family Insurance. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.